My name is Mike Shepard. I'm a producer. I want to get to know the artists in my new community. This is A Thousand Meals with a Thousand Artists. My name is Emmanuel. I'm a creative director. Welcome to A Thousand Meals with A Thousand Artists. My opportunity to get to know the arts community a little bit better by sitting down with artists one-on-one, -on -one, sharing a meal, and talking about all things art. This week, I shared a meal with Emmanuel. He's someone I also met through the 20 Today, 20 Tomorrow, and the Novus Group. He's the creative director of 20 Today, 20 Tomorrow, which is really the creative arm of the Novus Group. They do a lot of really interesting work. I have partnered and worked with this organization before. That's how I got to know Emmanuel, and that's how I got to know Drayden as well. Their group is basically a youth think tank. It's incredible. They get young people together in a room, and they help organizations, businesses, corporations, companies, anyone really, tackle various creative problems, challenges they may be facing, and how to get youth more involved in the work that they do. Emmanuel and I talk about a lot of very interesting topics, but mainly we focus on his interest in curating art. He describes himself as someone without talent, which is something that I think I've said about myself many, many times. But what we kind of discover is his talent is very much recognizing creativity in someone else. He may not have the traditional talents that an artist has, the people you think of when you think of artists, you think of painters, the sculptors, the actors, the musicians, and all the like. But Emmanuel, once again, has this connection back to the work that I do because he is someone who finds talent in others, wants to amplify the voice of artists, and create and curate his own different types of arts exhibits. I was so thankful to be able to sit down with Emmanuel and have this be the second meal so I could kick off this series with two conversations that really reflect back to the type of art I feel I do and I create. My conversation with him was at Jack's Chip Truck. This is a food truck that is on Rideau Street in Ottawa. I'd never heard of it before. First time for me being here, but it's something that had a personal connection back to Emmanuel and his days in high school. Something he told me offline was that this food truck really helped save him. It prevented him from doing other things in high school during lunch hour. He would come here, have some great food, chat with the owner who he knows quite well now. And this was the spot he picked to share our meal just as the summer was ending in Ottawa. Enjoy our conversation with Emmanuel. And please don't forget, if you want to learn more about the work that he does, about the work that Traden did, who you heard from last week, go visit the Novus Group's website, Check out all the amazing things they're doing and now their expanded services that they're offering to all sorts of organizations throughout Ottawa, Ontario, and Canada. 
the title creative director, yeah. that's something that you're saying you were kind of going with that because you don't have any talents in the traditional well, yeah. arts I way think of I could appreciate art, and I have my whole life. My brothers are artists. My sisters are in the fashion world. I never had the, or I never found the talent to express the creativity I have. But over the last few years, uh, the term creative director, or even just a creative, has kind of been a great way to not completely kind of throw away the idea of being talented within the art world, right? I do kind of feel like a lot of people in the art field are very, not pretentious, but like they're very defensive of their craft, as they should be. So anytime you try to kind of step foot on their territory, you get a certain, you know, you get kicked out. So the term creative has just been a way to like make sure I'm respecting everybody, including myself. I'm still acknowledging my appreciation in curating, which is one thing I want to do in life. Yeah. One day curate my own art um, exhibition. Yep. But for now, that's just the label I've been using. And it's been going good with that label. Well, and frankly, I mean, I can say from my experiences, I've had similar issues where they, everyone's very protective mm -hmm. of the thing they do. Yeah. And that's, you know, fair and understandable. You don't want to lose what you do. Right. But it makes it difficult to embrace new ideas, new oh, people, yeah. new things like that. So I like that. I like that you found a new terminology. Mm -hmm creative director to be creative, the creative, and even curating. Curating's been around forever. Oh, you yeah. can't, the, people don't, not all artists understand this, that oh, you yeah. can't have art mm -hmm. without the creative person behind their curating or producing, yeah. like as a term in theater, mm -hmm. for someone who's not, like I don't have artistic skills either, but I produce and create theater, right. because if you don't have that person, it doesn't exist. It's literally, yeah, <laughs> no, 100%. And yeah. I've kind of been realizing that more and more. But I also do think there's space like, we need a consumer, right? We mm -hmm. need people who don't do arts and do nothing but consume it, which is kind of what I was trying to, I don't know if I was just saying that to make myself find a role in the world, in the art field, but I kept justifying. I was at this uh, art talk with this curator. His name was Dr. Montague at the NAC. Yeah. And he was talking about the importance of how, how he had no talent within the art world, right? But he kind of, his appreciation led him to kind of curate art. And he had this really cool kind of thing that stuck with me when he said that the art world needs consumers that appreciate art and they're arguably just as important as the artists themselves which caused a few rumblings in the room but <laughs> i definitely agreed with it would you say then in addition to being someone who wants to curate art mm. obviously as a creative director you are fueling the talents of others you're finding talented people right and you're working with them right mm. like that would be an uh, one way to describe mm -hmm. your work would you say you're also someone who's going to advocate for artists like are you there to to be an advocate oh, hell yeah. 100%. Okay. um artists advocate a lot for a lot of different things mm -hmm. i think sometimes as with everything now some things might get overplayed as in some things might not be worth advocating for Can you like super example? super like niche for example let's um museums should be charging because everybody 100 dollars because my art is worth that much or right. things like that right i think it's just a a matter of not and even me, like, I'm not going to talk like I understand the whole art world because I don't. No, no. But I think a lot of people just kind of focus on their niche issues, on their niche topics, what they have problems with, without kind of analyzing the whole situation. So when it comes to advocating in the art world, you have to be really careful about what you're kind of vouching for and what you're not vouching for. Okay. So do you think that's less effective? What do you mean? Like, 
the idea of people are advocating for things you're saying and they're spending time maybe in the wrong area. Yeah. You're thinking it's because like you think that way because that's less effective. What you're suggesting is a little bit more like focus or broad strokes. Yeah, well, I, or... think, I think it should be more meaningful. Meaningful. Okay. Like, and that's another thing. Like the great thing about, for example, I use that museums in Ottawa actually have really good prices. Yes. Three days is that it makes art accessible to everyone. Well, like free Thursdays. Oh at yeah. Several museums. It's like, huge. It's, a big it's, thing, yeah. it's, it's, insane how big that is and i don't think especially people in ottawa they're like the most rigid people <laughs> that i've ever met and i'm from ottawa mm -hmm. where in a way they don't really appreciate everything we got having right. free art and art like at a reasonable price is insane in terms of what it gives back to the community and that's just one thing for example to back we were talking about i wouldn't advocate for that i wouldn't advocate to price art exhibitions at a higher price right. i'd argue i advocate against that okay so I guess it's all just to say that there are effective ways to advocate in the art world, but I just think a lot of it are people who are not getting the full picture. Yeah. And also, you know, some people, how are they going to get the full picture? Like maybe it's never a problem they've had, but personally speaking, I know how much having free art once a week has meant to me, my brothers, friends, even students, you know? So. And you're saying like just having that access is it's everything. Is everything. It's and everything. is that because it's inspiring or... Oh, well, I mean, art is um, art is kind of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like fair. Music, that's fair. <laughs> sound, art. I'm most comfortable when I'm surrounded by it. And I think a lot of people kind of feel the same way. And even if you don't, it's a way to kind of explore a whole new world. It's a whole, it's like a whole new job that you don't really see at school in the sense that you don't get, like, people don't see the art world, right? It's kind of hidden. When you listen to music, you in like you consume art on a daily basis, but you don't really know anything about it. Having these free things in the city, these exhibitions and all that, it's huge. That's it really so interesting. Much. That's really, I've, I've never really thought of it that way. And that's a really interesting thing to say. Like we all consume art every day oh, yeah. in some form or other. And so you're, you, you, just to go back to, you know, you want to curate your own art show. Like, are you wanting to focus on visual arts or, I mean, you just brought up music and other yeah. things like, yeah. Do you want to um, do other things? And wherever I end up going. I feel like oh, it first, I, okay. yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I do want to curate. It would look kind of like an experience. It would involve music. The way I talked about it to people I was explaining is I want to do kind of a, a live curation of kind of like jazz in Canada, where and it would be where um, like I'd have an album, like I collect a bunch of albums. I'd have an album of Oscar Peterson, a Canadian jazz artist, and then I would ask a youth to paint while listening to that. So it's kind of like jazz seen through the lens of youth. And I think that's just like one way of not making it boring, like kind of be innovative with it, but also still, you know, you get to learn from that. And it would obviously wouldn't be just that. Like there would be information about the artist oh, and the course, album. Yeah, yeah. There'd be a physical version of the album. It's such a cool idea. But that's like the jazz seen through the lens of youth in Ottawa or whatever. Because again, I wouldn't, I love, I love music and I love jazz now, but I would have not learned about that world if there weren't, if I didn't go to that free jazz show at these museums. And stuff. Right, right. And that that introduction was all you needed. It's all I needed. To spark your creativity. Literally. That's what it sounds all like. I needed, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So to get a little, like I mentioned to you before, I don't want to be too interviewee, but I'm going to ask you an interviewee question, Yeah. which is what's stopping you right now from doing that? Oh, nothing. 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 Right now, there's just... You could do, oh, this quote I read where it was like, 
you can essentially do anything, but just not all at once. And I want to do everything. And if I piled up everything I want to do onto myself right now, I just, you know, I'd c completely crash. But there's the other aspect of if I want to do so it, I want true. to do it right. Yeah. Like I want to do it. I want it'll be the best. It'll be done in the best way possible. And let's just be honest, me right now, financially speaking, I'm a student. Like, right. That can't happen right now. You feel like you have the time. Yeah. To and, but it's, be ready for it. Yeah. And it's that. definitely something. I feel like if I have the idea now and I keep surrounding myself with people that, you know, push me forward, I'll be able to hone that. And I'm confident that down the line, it's something I'd be able to bring to life. So surrounding yourself with the people mm. who, who you think are creative, who are driving you, yeah. is that, I guess I kind of, I want to talk a little bit about your work right now, like mm. what you're doing right now. Yeah, like I'm so, wondering if you can kind of just speak on what you're doing right now and yeah. like what led you there? So I'm a student at UOttawa. I'm in criminology, entering my last year. Uh, I also work part-time with the Ottawa Community Housing Foundation. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of work with low-income communities in the city. Um, I'm also part of the Nova's group, which yeah. is a startup started by my friend Drayton. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of what which I got Which you're the going. creative director of a particular stream of it. Yeah, exactly. For 20 Today, 20 Tomorrow, which mm -hmm. is kind of the in-house conceptualized uh, branch of it. Um, but no, I think all of those, what I've learned from all those experiences including school, yeah. as much as I hate to hate, I hate to say it, is that um, Ottawa is all, it's just a community city. If you want to get something done in the future, you just need to keep meeting these people, but in a meaningful way. Yeah. You can't just go up to someone and, you know, those people like network to shit and just expect <laughs> something and like, they're so transactional. You can't go up to people like that. If you meet people, especially starting at a young age in a meaningful way, these people remember your name. You're just—you don't even meet them to get anything out of them. You're just meeting them because you actually care. It's insane how much that could get you. Like the things I've received from that, I would have not met Dre if it weren't for that. For I met Drayton, the person I work with now on the, his startup in Halifax. Yeah. Didn't even know he existed before then. Met him because at work, someone who knew me offered me tickets to go, and it's all just connection. Everything in Ottawa, it's like you're so behind if you don't know people. But you're also behind if you know people just for the sake of knowing them. If you find a balance between both where you actually care to know the person, it's insane how far it gets you. You're, you hit on something that is so true, mm -hmm. and I completely agree with you. Building that strong relationship with people yeah. so it's less transactional. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good. That's a lovely quote. You're going <laughs> to see me Great. use that for sure. <laughs> I will credit you, but I'm going to use that. Please. I wish, though, when I was your age, mm -hmm. I started, I was running my own theater company, I wish I had the same approach you did of, I want everything, but not all at once. I did not do that. I did everything all at once for 10 years. Yeah. And you're a hundred percent right. I crashed. <laughs> like I crashed hard, mm -hmm. like, you know, 280 pounds, almost dead. Hard. Well, I know you, 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 um, you kind of explained that to me already. Before. Yeah. And just hearing that advice is like, I'm, I can't hear you and other people say that and just follow in the same footsteps. It is. You, you, and I've said this to Drayden as well, the two of you, I have yet to meet anyone who, who compares to both of you. <laughs> and I'm just trying to, to flatter you both. I'm like, I'm actually honest and you have the same drive and ambition I did at that, at the same age. I was mm. at the same ambition. But both of you are so much smarter <laughs> and you figure things out that at like 35, I begrudgingly accept <laughs> where you've already not only accepted it, you figured it out and it's like a life motto. Like you, you're uh, so far, are. you both are so far ahead of where I was and you're like, that is such great advice. 
that that you're giving to really anyone of like you can have you can have anything mm-hmm. you really can but like oh, yeah. take your time mm-hmm. and like don't you know obviously people say time is precious and it is but if you're if you map it out if you plan it if you work hard at it things come in time and you're oh, yeah. you're taking a very very healthy approach to it yeah i don't want to shoot myself in the foot right it's um everyone should aim aim high yes i totally agree with that especially in the art world you need to aim high because it's so competitive but if you kind of just are there for the journey and just chill out no stress it's great okay. <laughs> so i love how positive you are i love how positive this has been you're ambitious i love it let's get into the negative let's get into the negative <laughs> yeah well listen it's out there. Like I've oh, yeah. shared with you and Drayden some of my experiences. Like I think, you know, I everyone has their own experiences. But being a young person, yeah, who's ambitious, who has plans, who wants to enter the quote unquote adult world, presents challenges. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if the challenges I faced at, like, what are you, 21? Like 21. 20, 20, yeah. So that I faced at 21 are the same that you faced here because I, I faced a lot of challenges like and I'll, I'll be honest right now in Kingston I there were organizations that hated my existence because I was young and I was doing yeah. something they spent their life doing oh, and yeah. I felt I was taking away from their peace sure. whatever their peace was yep. I was taking away I was taking away I was taking away now there were others who were like we love it we want to partner with you oh, yeah. it's great we embrace you I will credit those organizations all the time mm-hmm. it was not the the norm in Kingston. Right. That's not the normal thing that I saw. It was actually the opposite. <laughs> when I when I found a positive group, I latched onto oh, yeah. them so hard. Like the I will give credit to the Kingston Frontenac Public Library System. Mm-hmm. They have eight eight to sixteen branches or something. Yeah. They were so supportive. They gave us free space. They worked with us on projects. They partnered with us. They were a hundred percent on board. There were some art galleries mm-hmm. and some other businesses hated your guts. Who hated our guns told us, no, your youth arts festival, you can't put in your art in here. It's going to be bad. So have you have you had any struggles like that? Has anyone come to you and be like, you're too ambitious? Yeah, they just don't frame it that way. <laughs> It'll be done differently. Okay. In like a variety of different ways. That's kind of the furthest from straight up saying it. Okay. Um, whether you see it through, you know, people who, not anyone I work with, but we work with a lot of different other people. And a lot of times you just realize you're not really taking it seriously. You're kind of like, I won't. Yeah, actually, yeah, sometimes it's blatant disrespect. They just don't realize what they're doing. Sure. But I think there's this cool part of it where it's like, it means I'm a threat in a way. And mm-hmm. I've kind of like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So when it does happen now, because it, it happened a lot uh, when I meet other people, not again, not who I work with, like not my team, but yeah. like people, a lot of people we work with, where it would annoy me a lot before. But at the end, I'm like, damn, okay, these guys kind of like, they see me, you know, and I, it's not to toot my own horn. Like, I really don't no. want to do that. No, but like, course. a lot of these guys, they just hate me because I'm young. That's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. let's keep doing what I'm doing. Let's keep getting people to feel uncomfortable about it. Because at the end of the day, like, I I don't have the time to care about, like, this one guy who's not yeah. taking me seriously. Yeah. Like, okay, don't take me seriously, whatever. It's kind of cool how you don't take me seriously. In a way, acknowledge them as giving a win. Yeah. So I just don't acknowledge them. When no, they come, right. it just goes away. You're right. And and I think, I think that idea of it, you, when someone is trying to bring another person down it's usually because of their own insecurity and that can become like is it helpful to have others around you working oh with my you god, that yeah. you can like oh my god ever express these feelings and they feel the same way and is that like help? yeah and you you know like over the last year i would say actually yeah over the last year since 2021 the biggest thing that's changed 
so much has changed. I went from working at a restaurant, hating school and all that. Was the people I met along the way. Right. And that's why I'm so thankful about just like those genuine connections I make with people and not those artificial ones. Surrounding myself with the people I've surrounded myself with over the last year and a half, two years, has had the best impact on my life. These are people who, when there's an opportunity at the table, they're saying my name without me being in the room. There are people who push me forward without like pushing me over the bridge. People who actually care about me. People, it's just, and it's not to say the people before didn't. Oh, sure. like I'm still tight with my friends from high school. Those are yeah. my, those are my boys. But and to have them, that's another way too. These guys are like giving the laughter. They're pushing me forward in other ways. Just if you surround with self, it's that cheesy quote that people always say, like you are what, like the five people you surround yourself with the most. I think there's a certain that, like it's, that's such a dumb quote. It's not true at all. <laughs> but like there's a like little percentage of sure. truth in sure. you surround. You can build off of other people's different emotions and thoughts and when that happens yeah like, it's crazy and if you're a if you're a person that has multiple interests which sometimes people act like we're not allowed to do that anymore like we I can't know. have multiple interests <laughs> but you can have a group of friends from high school a oh, group yeah. of friends now and have oh, yeah. it be different dynamics oh, and that's okay that just makes yeah, you a more balanced person I yeah I, i'm doing that right now I have, and I love I have love for both of them just as much as i do for anybody else i have friends that all i talk about with them is football I have friends that I talk about personal feelings and thoughts with. Mm-hmm. I have friends who I talk about career with. And it's just different dynamics. And yeah. it's not... I don't think it's so negative oh, no, to it's have just different groups. You need those different outlets. Especially you. Like You're into so many different things. You could convey and have conversations with a lot of different people. right? Well, and I think it, it helps balance a person out. Like, one of the things... Like, honestly, one of the things that I'm... I'm not very prideful about a lot of, my, of myself. I actually... <laughs> I'm actually relatively modest. I just don't come off that way. Yeah. Um, I do pride myself in the fact that like I have so many interests that you can't count it on the two hands. Right. Have. Like I have enough interests that if I'm in a conversation with someone about almost anything, oh, yeah. I'm able to try to make some kind of a connection. Yeah. And I, I pride myself on that because I, some of it's time. I take the time oh, yeah. to, to do other things, to at least experience other right. things. And then you know if you don't. Oh, no, I, like I it. completely... I'm trying to get like that. Like, when, I, when I'm just talking to random people and I could talk about, like, World War II, I nerd out. Yes. But, like, there's some things where I still can't talk about, but I'm trying to get to the point where I just keep consuming so many different things. And I don't even have to be, like, a nerd at it, you know? No. Just, like, a slight interest. Because I do think carrying a conversation is, like, the craziest weapon you need in life. When you meet someone who is quote-unquote a nerd in a certain topic if you're genuine about your interests like not faking it they still appreciate it oh yeah like i am a nerd when it comes to star trek (laughs) but if anyone even feigns interest in it but in a genuine way of like hey like i don't know much about it but like i saw this one thing and i thought that was cool i appreciate that oh you're trying yeah it goes back to people can tell when it's fake right exactly and that's just us it goes back to what we were saying earlier i hate that i don't want to feel fake yeah i hate like, one thing I hate is if I... It's never happened before, so I don't know why I'm saying I hate it. But, like, if it ever does happen where I'm going to meet someone looking specifically to get something out of them mm. while feeling so fake in the process, they'll hate me. Mm. And they just won't give a crap about what I have to say. Especially now, I can't really give much back. Like, what? Like I don't really have much to give to somebody right now. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm in some insane position or anything. What is What is this next year looking like for you? And the fact that you're leaving school in a year, what what kind of thoughts do you yeah. do you have? Think about it every at minimum five times a week okay. about the idea of leaving school, but not in like a daunting my quarter life crisis existential thing, but in like a 
fuck yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> like, are you excited? Like, are you happy to leave? Oh, I'm so I'm so happy to leave school. Um, I've everything I've learned over the last three and a half, four years, well, three years actually since this level one would go is from everything I've done outside of school, uh, my work experiences, the people I've met, the events, everything. I'd honestly say school has taught me so much less than the experience itself. That's why I'm happy to leave <laughs> Listen, school. I'm with, I, like, I just want to say, just in case this does end up online, I agree with you. I think, listen, I think education is important. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm a big fan of education. Huge fan. I was in the same boat as you. I, when I was attending school for yeah. theater, yeah. I was running a theater company. I learned more by doing. Yeah. And that's just me. Like, this yeah. is the type of learner. So maybe you're just the type of learner who needs to be applying yeah. things. I'm sure looking back on it, you might go, oh, this is a thing I picked up yeah. in school, whatever. But I think it's totally fine that you did school, you yeah. wanted to do it, you did it. Your degree is going to be helpful. Oh, yeah. It's not like it's going to be a bad thing. <laughs> but it's okay to say, I'm learning more by doing it, and I can't wait to get oh, yeah. into the real world. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, that's what, and like that's the thing. I don't know where I'll end up, but I just trust myself to be okay. So I'm really excited. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's so, it's, that, it's so cool to me that it's, like, it's going to be cool wherever I go. I don't know where I'm going to go. For all I know, I'm doing like the most outlandish thing that I can't even conceptualize right now. But I know like if I'm there, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be like, I don't have the worry. Maybe it's going to hit me later. Maybe uh, this is all the entering last year thing, but I'm really excited for whatever next year uh, kind of brings to life. That's really cool. No, I think that's great. I, I love the positive attitude. I think you have a lot of really interesting thoughts, and it's going to be a wild... 15 years for oh, yeah, you. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> Just excited. excitement. I'm excited for the downtimes too, because they're going to yeah. come. Of course. Like, but the downtimes are, you know, they're part of the whole, like, part of the journey or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's reflective too. Oh, yeah. You always so, need to have time to Can't wait that. to be, like, at my lowest of the low. I'm yeah. so excited for that. A Thousand Meals with a Thousand Artists is a project of Soul One Arts Inc. Produced and edited by me, Mike Shepard. Original music by Savannah Shea. Thank you to this week's artists and the local restaurants who host us. For more on A Thousand Meals with A Thousand Artists and Soul One, please visit soulonearts.ca. If you're an artist, feel free to reach out to us on our website and connect for your own meal. Thank you for listening.